Thank you for listening. It's Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with Joe Davis. Uh, got baseball cards. Special guest today, as you can see from the show notes. Uh, I've got some great sponsors, a couple other card shops that aren't uh, in Atlanta. Uh, Rob Barris of Burbank Sports Cards and Mike Fruitman in Aurora, Colorado with Mike Stadium Sports Cards, two great card shop sponsors. Uh, Heritage Auctions, Huggins & Scott Auctions, two great auction companies. Tops, Panini, Upper Deck, three great uh fully licensed uh, card companies that have uh, respective monopolies uh, of, of sorts in their in their sports, as well as uh, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, and ComC, C-U-M-C.com. So welcome, Joe Davis. <coughs> Thank you here. for being here. We're going to hear a little about your origin story and all the different things. You're, um, when I look at my experience in the industry, I think I've worn a lot of hats, but yes. have you worn... Yep, probably you haven't worn one hat that I've worn, I'm sure, but a bunch of the others you have. So what 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 hats are you currently wearing? How did you get to where you are? And just tell us a little bit about your story of how you got to your lofty position of uh, great respect in this industry. Well, thank you, and it's great to be here today. I, uh, I'm a lifelong collector. Started, I remember my first packs I bought were 1976 Topps Baseball. There you go. And then by the uh, by the next year, I was buying anything that the, the local grocery store had, you know, any, whether it was uh, uh, sports, non-sports, whatever. So um, always collected as a child. Got a lot more serious um, towards the end of high school. Actually, my senior year was 1987. And, uh, you know, of course, the hobby was booming then, the late 80s boom that's, you know, started in the mid-80s. And, and uh, so I started buying up quantities of rookie cards and then, by 1988, I was not only attending a lot of shows in the Southeast, but I was also promoting them. Okay. So, I, so I promoted shows uh, as part of my livelihood in college, okay. <clears throat> then graduated in 1991. And uh, I was planning to go in. I've got a business degree from Berry College, and I was planning to um, go to work as an assistant manager at a sporting goods chain. And something very providential happened. And a friend of mine who I'd done shows with called me up, and he was working at a card store at the time. He graduated the year before me, and we had done shows together for years, and uh, the store owner was going to close and we got the opportunity to buy that business. Cool. And so I, uh, we opened the store in 1991. We had a 500 square foot location in Avondale Estates, Georgia. And then I, I bought my partner out four years later and have relocated, uh, I guess, I guess four times now. And we actually purchased our own 10,000 foot building cool. in 2018. Well, you're so, more than just a local card store. You, you are. Sure. Is that the base of your operations from which you do some of these other things? It, it is. Uh, I actually had a, a potential store owner call me last week who wanted to open a business. And he was asking me, what are the benefits of owning a card store versus just you know selling online? And I said, well, first of all, I love it. I love the interaction with customers. I love the opportunity to, um, we're very big on serving. Uh, we believe in the biblical model of servanthood. And we believe that serving our customers is bigger than selling our customers. And so we always look for different avenues of way to Long serve. Long term, that works. And you're, you're yes. proof of that. Yes. That's good. And so, uh, so you, yes, the, the retail store is the foundation, but we uh, do sell on a multitude of other websites and uh, offer a lot of different services, whether it be grading or consignment, things like that. The uh, Adam <coughs> store is good for getting product. As well. You get better product, uh, you, you have better priorities or whatever, better better uh, entree with the card companies, Correct. as well as walk-in collection buying. Exactly. Do you take advantage of both of those? Oh, yes. We've been... Um, Direct, you know, I think with Tops, the earliest we could get in direct with them was 1992. And of course, you know, we're direct with Upper Deck and Panini and, and, and Leaf. We buy from, from everyone direct as, as well as working with a number of distributors. So that is a blessing to be able to buy product direct. But as uh, we do use the, uh, the leverage of owning a store for customers to bring collections in. This when we run advertisements, like in local papers, it's, it, 
it gives the people a trust factor that they can walk into a business rather than saying, you know, meet me at the Maybe corner of, of yeah. So, so customers have an immediate, we have a living room area in our store where customers can just come in, plop down, set their collection. Uh, and of course we travel to buy collections as well. Is that, is it, uh, I mean, the, uh, the industry's flipped in the last few years. It's now yes. harder to buy cards than it is to sell cards. Correct. Correct. It's very tough. Um, with the, so how do you get more inventory? I mean, yeah, I mean, you have to be very aggressive. Um, we, we do, uh, sometimes it's not buying, sometimes it's consignment opportunities okay. because I, I had someone recently bring me a run of fifties football baseball sets that they couldn't really determine what they wanted. So we reached a consignment agreement with them, graded all of their key cards okay. out of the sets. And okay. as they come back, we'll then be selling the sets for them with the graded keys included. Do you so. regard your, uh, grading aggregation service? As more of a service, or yes. is it a? It, it's hopefully not a loss leader, but is it? Is it a? It sounds like it's a strategic part of your business. Very strategic. That's what I'm saying. Very strategic. We we uh, have been an authorized PSA dealer since 1998, and then we got on board with Beckett Grading as soon as uh, soon as they came along in I guess yeah. the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. And so we use both of them, and um, it is with especially with the all the investors coming back into the hobby, a lot of them want their cards graded. I mean, day. Rarely more than a few days go by where someone else in a nice suit comes in our store and they said, Hey, you know, I'm back, I'm back in collecting again. I did it as a kid. Now I'm in my late thirties, my early forties. And, and I'm serious about both collecting and investing. And they bring in a handful of cards that they want us to get graded for them. And so we, one of the big things we offer, um, the advantage over just sending your cards in is we provide expert pre screening service. Right. And so we save customers a lot of money when we hand stuff back and they go, Oh, I never knew to look for that. Oh, I didn't know how to measure the centering on a card. Oh, I didn't pay attention to the wax stain on the back of that 88 Fleer Jordan sticker, right. things like that. So we try to really, um, whatever we send in for them, we've already looked it over closely. And does it actually them. cost them or do they, are you able to get a discount? I mean, are you offering them just <clears throat> convenience and better turnaround? Or is actually, are they paying a premium? Are they paying what they would have paid to PSA any or BGS anyway? It depends on, if, if it depends on what kind of volume they would be doing. Yeah. We, we definitely provide, especially through PSA right now, we provide much better turnaround, um, because well, of the volume a, we do. Can I them. just give you my cards to, if you got better turnaround for BGS, I, uh, that would be, that'd be nice because I, I'm, I'm not getting great turnaround from there. And I'm there'll be somebody you can talk to about that. <laughs> I, I talk to them blue in the face. I'm not blue in the face, but they tell me that I'm, I'm getting, uh, I'm not trying to get, the problem is I don't really want better service than everybody else, but it's months and months and months right. if you're if you're if you have quantity and you're doing the, the lower uh, right. lower tiered service. See, see with, like with with, and that's something we've run into. We we have great respect for both BGS yeah. grading and PSA grading. Uh, with PSA right now, we're averaging about two to two and a half months. Yeah. Which when customers come in and they hear that, they're like, "How many can I give you?" Because yeah. they're used to getting six months or seven right. months or whatever or worse. And so that's the biggest advantage we offer is the pre screening as well as the better turnaround times. So, but we do offer, you know, quantity discounts depending on the volume they're turning in. What do you do, uh, social media wise for your, uh, more for your store or your business more so than personal? I mean, are you? We're everywhere. I mean, we're uh, on Facebook, it, Instagram, it is Twitter. Is the we the editorial we? Do you have a person for that? Do you oversee it? I mean, um, how do you? I, I provide some that? of the editorial content, uh, when I get around to it. But as far as just, you know, promoting products and sales and things like that, um, uh, we have multiple people in house work on it. So, because it's, and, and we're always looking at, uh, we're actually in the midst of, uh, as we record this, of redesigning our website so that it's more social media okay. savvy, so there's more connectedness to our social media channels, uh, because we're very big on, um, last know, time the, I looked, you know, Mark Harwell was my great friend and mm-hmm. guy that worked for me for a long time was my CTO, my technology yep, guy. Yeah, Mark was a good friend. And basically mm-hmm. he, he could look at somebody's website and say, what vintage it was, what it was patterned after. And yes. he, he would always say, you know, pattern it after Amazon or eBay right. or, 
Uh, and now websites, I mean, your website, if you refresh it, yeah, I mean, it, if it looks like a website, that's not good anymore. It no. looks to, needs to look like a, like uh, Instagram, I exactly. think. And yeah, it's, there needs to be a hook, and it needs to send people somewhere. Yeah. Uh, because for a while, I mean, uh, I'm very honest, but the point we're at right now, our, our site is way too information heavy. Yeah. Like, they can go in there and see a whole lot of products and right. see the pricing, see the release date, but there's not enough hooks to really grab people and bring to, them to in. Drill down, yeah. yeah. Well, I noticed that, and I'm, I'm resisting that myself. I just, I, I would, uh, I was a build the best mousetrap guy, and then people will find your mousetrap. Right. And they did for a while, for a long while. Right. But now it's it's uh, there, there's a lot of noise out there. There is, and there's a there's lot a, of competition. Yes, more and more and, keep and, popping and, on board. Right. But there's more customers too. Yes. And they've got uh, fatter wallets. It looks like. Yeah. And I'll tell you, one of the biggest things we have seen is the growth in the international market. Yeah. We, we're blown away. I mean, one of our other websites is is uh, besides GotBaseballCards.com is USBreaks.com, where we where we sell our online breaks. Yeah. And probably ninety percent of our audience is international customers. Because we primarily focus on soccer wow. and basketball okay. there for, for our breaks. And uh, we have a, a Facebook group with over 1,100 customers, and they're primarily international customers. So it's amazing. And, and the two biggest sports that I see growing there are soccer and basketball. Soccer's been three years away for about 30 years. Uh, as for in terms of it's, collecting, it's it, it's look it, it's like one of these days it'll spontaneously combust. Well, it's it's happening. It's We're seeing it. We have for old or just new? Mainly newer. Yeah. I mean, we, we have broken, I don't know how many cases now, of imminent soccer, which is about an $8,000 pack. For one pack, yeah, so wow. we've, we've broken. But, you're, uh, but again, most of the action you're talking about is either breaks or packs or unopened. Right. The you know base cards are their price guides, or, or is it, or is it just you know? We're uh, seeing a lot of movement on. Uh, the rookie market is incredibly strong right now. While I was on the plane here today, I was yeah. buying up John Morant rookie cards from Prism because yeah. there's so much demand for his base. So, so there's still incredible strength in the rookie market. No, but even in soccer, though, I'm just oh, oh yeah, in soccer. Soccer, there I'm is, just thinking, what's what's it going to take for soccer to take off? I'll tell you what's what we're right in the midst of right now is Kylian Mbappe rookies are just exploding. I mean, I had a number of. Uh, Jim Mint graded ones last year. There's not about forty dollars. Yeah. Uh, I was told earlier this week some were closing close to two hundred. And it's just a 2018 Prism rookie card. I have probably a hundred of them. So, uh, but he, you know, has already won a World Cup. He's very young. He's very active on social media. So a lot of people love to connect with him. So he's got all those factors going for him. Uh, of the, uh, you were talking about basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, basketball, to what extent is like Ja and Zion and these, you know, Trey, Trey Young right. from your, and Luca. And yeah. Luca, I mean, are they just so available and, uh, observed? in the season and around that they don't need social media or social media themselves part of their following. I'm sure it is. I mean, I, I don't follow any of them. Because I'm know, just wondering if but, they were great on the court yeah. and, and reclusive right. in terms of social media. And they're media. not. And they're, and not. I, they're probably not because they no. grew up in that age. It, right. Yeah. And most so of that adds fuel to the oh, fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it gets people to follow them as a person mm-hmm. and, as and well all of them follow you, their cards. All of them you named are good character yeah, from everything I see. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're not going to hear a, a bad story about them I on the news. Not, I hope not. You know, my... You know, I, I really, uh, I mean, I don't think it's a hero worship thing when I collected, but Roberto Clooney is my favorite player. Right. But basically, I mean, I, I really appreciated people for how well they played the game. But if they were a good person in some sense, that it's was like Dale Murphy for me growing up. Yeah, he, was, he was my Atlanta hero. Yeah, you know, he was always yeah, the good guy. Yeah. And, so. and who ought to be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. I'm actually going to do, uh, I don't know if I already did that, but I'm, I'll be doing some, you know, I got a thousand episodes. I mean, I've only done a hundred and some. But my, my goal is a thousand episodes. So at 15 minutes each, you know, sure there's 15 minutes worth of deal. Oh yes, okay? absolutely. But, uh, and so I'll probably do, I don't know that I'll do every Hall of Famer in every sport, but I'll do a bunch of them and people that ought to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I think, or ought to get more consideration. And, um, 
you know, on the other hand, I think the Hall of Fame ought to be a smaller <laughs> place. Right. Yeah. There's, there's plenty that's slipped in that I'm kind of purge. Yeah, there's yeah. not going to be a riff. So, uh, what is what are you excited about for 2020? There's so many things. Uh, I, I just see so many new people coming in. It is so exciting to me. I feel like I'm living, you know, reliving. I mean, again, I started dealing in the late '80s, yeah. and it was a huge growth time for gotcha. the hobby. I'm reliving it, and yet, so there's parallels to that yeah, time but period. The price points are higher. Now. Price points are higher, but and honestly, I feel like the market is so much more safer, stable right now. It it's, now. it's yeah. you know, you're not going out and finding a thousand count lot of Zion rookie cards. Right, right. You know, you're not going to SED and, and buying you know 500 count lots, and so. Um, I feel like the market's far more stable. Um, Would you say, last question, yes. uh, because you, you have all these different outlets and you're getting this product. So if you get an open product, what percent, uh, percent the problem in the late 80s is the percentage of the cases that were open as opposed to put back mm-hmm. was, was 50-50 or oh, something. Oh, yeah, at least. Yeah. But now, uh, would you say that almost all of it's getting open? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, you have I mean, to have incredible discipline to set it back at those prices. We literally points. try. I mean, there's there's times when we can get a handful of cases or something. I'll yeah. say, all right, guys, we're going to stick a couple of these to the side. Just forget about them for six months. And then, well, I did that with prison basketball. Yeah. And then then I look at it. Now we're at 600 a box in the store in yeah. prison basketball. And I was like, put it out. And I'm just like, yeah, you, you can only sit on it yeah. t- t- for so long because the market. You're right. I, I don't see. I mean, I'm friends with most of the industry leaders who have large who are the big wax dealers. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody out there sitting on pallets of any of this super strong stuff I right hope now. Not. I, hope I don't think, I think there are. that would be bad. And I hope the companies have, uh, if they're listening, you know, I hope they're being responsible yeah. that, you know, if it's uh, broadly distributed yeah. and uh, well, especially distributed proportional to the outlets that the, that the person has, you have several ways to, right. to get product into the hands oh. of people who will appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. We fight, beg and plead for yeah, product yeah. and it's still, we never get enough. Yeah. Very stuff. cool. Well, thanks, Joe. Keep up the good work. All right. we'll, I want to get you back to talk about some other stuff. And um, uh, thanks for being here. And thanks for doing a great job and being one of the one of the bellwether uh, local card shops that people can 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 trust. So, All right, great being thanks, here. Joe. I appreciate it. Uh, see, uh, talk to you listeners again tomorrow. The man in the house of God.